0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Kwali, and it's the non-stop playing podcast, and I'm back with another serious topic. So, for for the sense of what I do when I do it, uh, just do a quick recap. So, in the last episode, we had my boy Devinino. You know, he's an an artist, very creative, right and left brain. We talked about energy, so tapping into that. So, the God. The goddess in you. So if you haven't already checked that episode out, it's fire. You know, it's 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 a good it's a good listen. But you know, enough with me talking about the past, which you know, the past is good. Sometimes you gotta look into that. I want to get into the future. And I have a special guest with me today. Um, something this this young man that I have on the episode with me today, um, I've known him for quite some time and uh we you know in a sense grown he's doing a lot of great things he's relocated to a a new location i'll let him expand on that a little you know when he he gets into his intro but i I met him in wisconsin of course we were at the same university together and i served as a mentor slash advisor for one of our initiations um uh initiatives on campus excuse me Uh, it was called the men of color initiative um and he was one of the advisees and you know Uh, you know, just a good brother, good brother, you know, educated and, you know, was determined to do something with himself. Of course, he's from my hometown, you know, 414 stand up. So, you know, I'm just, I'm blessed to have a lot of young brothers from the city get out and do great things. So without further ado, um, I got my boy, uh, you know, if you go by kenny kenneth however you want to do it but we're going to call you kenny for today if you want to do change it up we can change it up but tell the audience a little bit about yourself tell them what you're doing right now uh what led you to that and you know maybe even a fun fact if you want to give them one of that one of those
1: cool so uh, hey everybody you know um uh, my name is kenny weber uh from milwaukee wisconsin uh north side of uh, milwaukee wisconsin I uh, grew up in, I grew up off uh, 16th and Capital, So if y'all are from Milwaukee, y'all know about that intersection right there. But, um, so right now, you know, I graduated college. I am now a uh, critical care nurse. I got my bachelor's prepared uh, nurse. Um, I started out in the CBICU. Uh, that's a cardiovascular ICU. Pretty much from there, um, I helped a lot of patients uh, fresh out of uh, open heart surgery. So pretty much right out of open heart surgery instead of going to a packing setting they came straight to me and my team so you know um we get a lot of people with open heart surgery we, we fixed a lot of valves we did a lot of um you know heart transplants so i have a wide knowledge of um the cardiovascular system um so yeah so yeah right now i'm a critical care nurse um, i started out my career i uh, graduated i moved to atlanta georgia i uh, started working at p atlanta hospital in man I had no idea what I was getting myself into working at Piedmont Atlanta. But when I got here my first day, you know, I'm in orientation, you know, I'm happy to be a nurse You know, I worked hard to be a nurse, you know, I walk in and then my um, nurse educator said, this is the hardest cardiovascular ICU in the South. Like you have to, you know, we are the most accredited. You take the hardest cases. So you guys will learn a lot and a lot will be expected from you. So from jump, I'm like, man, the pressure is on, um, so from there, you know, I got a great, um, I got great knowledge uh, for my educating team. I progressed as a novice nurse. I, I'm still a novice nurse. I, I learn new things every day, but um, I learned a lot at Piedmont Atlanta. And uh, now I'm a travel nurse. Um, I started travel nursing uh, when COVID um, was very prominent. Um, so I was out in Atlanta, ended up traveling back to Wisconsin to, to take my first travel nurse contract. In Appleton, Wisconsin, so over there by Oscars. So I was in beta care, Appleton. I uh, did my first travel nurse contract. I love travel nursing, so now I'm back down here in Atlanta and I'm travel nursing at, at a hospital down here. Um, so that's a little bit about me. A fun fact about me is when I, my last semester of nursing school, I had my son. My son was born, so that was a struggle, man, trying to be a father, finish nursing school. Oh my God, man! That was whew, But I tell you, stress got an all-time high. I'm trying to study for exams. I got a two-week-year-old baby crying in my corner. So, but through all the adversities, you know, I made it, and I'm here today. And and you're successful, my brother. And
0: it's funny you say that because I, I, I share a very similar story, right? So my son, he was born literally. So literally. uh, towards the latter part of my senior year i'm working 18 sure. hours i mean I'm, i got 18 credit 19 credit hours i'm working 30 hours a week at this warehouse to make some bread i'm doing mentorship on the side through the ymca and um i'm trying to you know still build on my coaching you know my football coaching career and whatnot so my son was literally born graduated sunday Went into labor Monday. He was born Tuesday. So I, I didn't have the craziness of the baby in my ear during finals, but right. I definitely was like, "All right, you a dad? You graduated, but you know, you still have this responsibility now." And, and ironically, I moved to Georgia literally right after I graduated undergrad too. So I moved to Savannah, Georgia, and I was down there working at Savannah State. So, uh, you know, me, his mom, uh, and it was just us. So it was a different environment. Um, I'm going from. Wisconsin was predominantly white to Savannah, which is pretty mixed. I don't know if you've been out there before, but even with that, um, you know, I'm working at an HBCU now. So I'm around, you know, black excellence. So that was a culture shock for me. Of course, I grew up on the north side of Milwaukee like you off of uh, 37th uh, Hopkins, actually. I was was over there off of Hopkins uh, between Camp Capitol and Hampton. And um, yeah, so. It's real. It's real. And that's another thing I want to, a topic I want to get into at some point, you know, being a black father and, you know, understanding the dynamics that come with that, but also the hardships that come with that, because society puts us in a, you know, in a box where you have to fit these modes and fit these, uh, these uh, doctrine for you to be considered a man. So we're going to get into that at some point as well. But so you, so you said that, you know, after graduating, you moved down to Atlanta uh, you're at Piedmont, um, the, the hospital, uh Piedmont Hospital. So you said that your your supervisor or your your instructor in a sense said that this is going to be the hardest experience for you. Um yeah. I, my question for you is what what's the demographic in that area? Is it predominantly white, predominantly black? Is it a mix? Like what is that what does that look like in that area?
1: As far as patients or other mothers, co-workers? Uh both. So co-workers and patients. So um for co-workers wise. Man, when I tell you, we I had the most diverse staff from doctors, nurses, even CNAs. And we were so diverse. You know, coming from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, when you go to like a Fred or, or St. Luke's, as a as a minority, you walk in, you don't really see too many minority healthcare, you know, workers there when you walk in. But at mm-hmm. Point One Atlanta in my CBICU floor, my four-manager, were was African American women. Um, The head of our department, another African-American woman, our nurse education staff, another African-American woman. So it made me, as an African-American new grad male nurse, it made me feel comfortable and it made me eager to learn and advance my knowledge, my career. So um, also for, as far as black male nurses, it was me and also about like two other, or I'll say about four other black male nurses on our floor them yeah you know a wide variety of diversity in our nursing staff our patient population it was pretty diverse too um Piedmont is in like that I think like the north Buckhead area over there around Buckhead so we got a diverse population uh we got African-Americans or Caucasians um, Asian-Americans so we got a wide variety of diverse patients as well so um yeah, it was a great experience coming in as a new grad, and I learned a heck of a lot. I learned things that I didn't even learn in nursing school. I learned things that I, I look back at, like, wow, I can't believe that I do these things on a day-to-day basis. It's crazy. Oh, that's what's up.
0: And I I want to. Well, kind of want to expand on that a little bit, because like you said, coming from Wisconsin, coming from an inner city, so the city where we come from, the side of the city, in a sense, the north side, it's predominantly Black, right? Yeah. So you know, we around our people, 24 and a And in some cases it's kind of deplorable, you know, it's a lot of poverty and things of that nature. So, you know, from going from Wisconsin, Milwaukee, all the way to Oshkosh, you know, which is a predominantly white area, you know, out of 8,000 students, it's probably a hundred that's black, you know what I'm saying? And then out of that hundred, you probably got 20 that they kind of confused because they grew up in areas where they didn't get much exposure to people that's like them in a sense. Right. So what has been your trans how's your transition been from going from a predominantly black area in the city to a predominantly white institution in kind of a rural area in a sense? Now you're back in an area that's diverse. So what's what's been your how's your transition been?
1: Man, so coming from Milwaukee to Oscar's, it was a big culture shock. I mean, you walk in your first lecture hall and you see one other black student with you, and you're like, wow, like. This is weird. I come from, you know, being majority African Americans in my uh, classrooms to wow, now nah, I'm like, I'm really the minority. And so it was a huge cultural shock. And thanks to you and Dr. Wayne and everybody and everybody else at Oscar's, you guys made, you know, our experience safe and you know, we have fun and we were able to have advisors and leadership in place that we could feel comfortable speaking to and um uh, you know, just you know, you know, just you know going through our own everyday motions as a student, but then from there, coming to Atlanta is very motivational man I mean, you know come from Milwaukee, you know even though we're like predominantly African American it's hard to see like so many like successful people in our city stay in our city and do good things in our city. but you come to Atlanta and it's just so motivating. um you know I go out I see a lot of successful African American doctors, entrepreneurs, um, lawyers, they're all around the city networking, you know. You know, being there for like um pretty much out of timers like myself and people who grew up in Atlanta, they just, you know, pretty much help everybody, you know, build up in life and level up. That's why I love Atlanta so much, man. This is, you know, so much black excellence here. And it's great to be around so many successful black um people and just, you know, I feel I feel at home here. And then as far as nursing, you know, I just felt comfortable here, you know very diverse. I don't have to worry about being the only African-American male nurse on the floor. You know, I, I, I'm always seeing, you know, pretty much, I'm always working with somebody who's, you know, like me, who grew up in similar situations as me and went through the same struggles to get to where we are today in order to get back to not only our community, but the rest of, you know, America, whoever we get come in contact with.
0: And And I, I think, to your sentiment, that was my experience when I moved of course I moved back from Georgia to Wisconsin, started my masters or whatever. And when I finished that I moved to Maryland to start my doctorate. And when mm-hmm. while there, again I was at another HBCU, but now I'm in kind of the the sweet spot in the sense. And you know, Atlanta is the Mecca, right? The Mecca for you know black excellence and you know black entrepreneurship. But a lot of people sleep on Baltimore, a lot of people sleep on DC, PG, uh, you know, Philly. So that area, that that tri-state area, um, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of uh, black entrepreneurs, black doctors, lawyers, you know, cybersecurity. And for me, to your point, now that I'm in Arizona, it's kind of uh, it's kind of depressing almost because I'm like, ain't no black people really here doing anything. When you've been exposed to something like that, it's hard to transition back because now in your mind you're like, dang, it's like it's like getting that good cooked meal, right? And then now you gotta eat the maruchin again, the top ramen. You know, you're like, man, yeah. I, I don't want the top ramen no more. I want, you know, I want the the surf and turf. I want the good stuff, right? So um I can I can uh, attest to that wholeheartedly because it's 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 tough. But I'm I'm glad that you have that experience because we need that. A lot of people from our city, what they do is they stay in the city, and if they do travel, they go to Chicago or maybe Minnesota to get an experience, but you ain't you haven't seen anything unless you've gone to these other areas where you have people really doing things. You ain't gotta worry about too much drama like Chicago. You know, that the murder rate right there is ridiculous, but that's another story for another time. But I'm glad to hear that things are going well in that aspect. So I wanna I wanna change I want to shift gears in a sense, right? I want to add an extra layer. I wanna, you know, kind of get into the thick of it, right? So you said that, you know, in an environment you have a lot of support, you have people that look like you, you have representation. But one thing I've you know, heard throughout this conversation is there's a lot of women in power in the the institution that you work in. So my question to you is, how has, how is that working in that environment? How is that working in that, you know, uh, you know, working with, working, because in a sense we hear women, we hear a lot about women don't have positions of power, specifically black women in, in society. So what is your experience with working with a black woman uh, empower or a black woman who holds a prestigious title in a, in a field that's you know super demanding in a sense. So talk to me about that a little bit. Man, I love it. You know, from day one,
1: you know, from my interview when you know I got interviewed and I saw the manager was an African American woman. It really was like, okay, like um, I want to work at this place outside of any other hospital. So for me, as a, another you know a black male nurse, you know, just having a African American woman manager in a you know staff it's like it's amazing man i mean it, it, for one it motivates me you know seeing an african-american woman at the highest rank on our floor it's like man if she can do it man the sky's the limit for anybody else coming up under her and then one thing i love about my manager is she always looks out and promotes diversity and wants to get more diverse populations and leadership roles um it's is very motivating it's very inspirational because you know you, you never see that you know you know, African-American women is probably the hardest person to live in America. Like, everybody's against them. You know, first they're women, then african American. Some people say they're loud, unprofessional, tacky, ghetto, ratchet. I hate when people use those words. But seeing, you know, African-American women in leadership roles just slashes, you know, knives right through all those Um typical stereotypes that people like throw African American women. So it's it's honestly, you know, amazing. And then a couple other of my uh, fellow nursing brothers who are African American males, um, he's also in a in a um big role too now at a leadership position at Piedmont too. So it's like a chain, man. It's like a you know you know it's pretty like, much like a ladder. They pulling you up one by one. They were try to get you up there. So I loved it, man. It was like a big family and I love Piedmont Atlanta.
0: So do you see yourself Kind of staying there for some time, or do you
1: want to move around? Like, where where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? So I'm not there anymore because I'm travel nursing. But um, if I were to ever go back and become a staff nurse, I would definitely go to Piedmont Atlanta, especially if the management is similar. I would definitely see myself staying at Piedmont Atlanta, you know, for as long as I can and go up that, you know, you know, pretty much go up those leadership ranks if I could. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. You know. So, talk well, okay. So let's let's shift a little bit more. So, talk to me about the travel nurse because I I've I've had conversation with travel nurses. I know that it can be super demanding because you know you're going into different settings, depending if you're local or if you're in a sense domestic, like going to other areas. So, talk to me about that. Like, what what was your experience? You know, working in Wisconsin as a nurse, then compared to your experience of working as a nurse in Georgia.
1: Okay. Um, well, first, I'll talk first about travel nursing. I know a lot of people see travel nurses, oh, they make a lot of money. Like, oh, we see what y'all make weekly. Like, y'all are making a bank. But it's very stressful. And a lot of people try to jump into travel nursing without being good at their skills. And that's the number one thing. Because nursing is like a job, you know, like, it can be very, it can be very, like, beneficial financially for you. But if you chase the bad, and you're not chasing your skills and your knowledge, You can mess somebody's life up and you can kill somebody. So that's, it's a big, you know, it's a lot of people see the money like, oh, you can make this a lot of money a week, but you can also kill two patients in a week and your license is gone. So all that money you were trying to make, you just messed up somebody's love on his healthcare and now you don't have a license anymore. Now you can't be a nurse anymore. So my biggest advice to anybody who wants to be a travel nurse is be try to get as much experience as you can. Really study, you know, whatever your specialty is, if it's critical care, man service, labor and delivery, really, really study that to a T, know the ins and outs of it. Because once you go from a staff nurse or a travel nurse, you go into a hospital that needs nurses, like they need you back because they're understaffed. So you only get one day of orientation. They can show you around the unit. Next day you come in, you're all on your own. And that's just like, you have to be able to, you know, pick up on things quick you you pretty much have to have like a very strong mindset. Say, hey, I'm gonna come in here and learn these policies and learn how this hospital operates. Come in to perform and then do your best. And cause ain't nobody gonna help you some nights. Some nights you get all there by your cause everybody knows, Oh, Kenny's a traveler. He's making this much money. Let's see let's see how he can work. Let's see you know that, pretty much like a test. So they'll throw so they'll throw some curveballs at you. You know you know pretty much give you a crass and patience. That pretty much they sit back and watch and see if you capable of, you know, holding your own. And it's like that, but you really got to be confident and be ready to work and just do it for the right reasons. Of course, you know, everybody knows, especially with, you know, um, inflation going through the roof right now, money is very important. But also your livelihood, your license is important. So I would just say, hey, biggest advice, be very skilled in your profession, be very knowledgeable, and do not and always be a student because because the nursing and healthcare, You learn new things every day, you know, and always be so humble. I don't care if you're making X amount of dollars a week. You have a nurse on your phone who's been a nurse 25 years. He or she may know a lot more than you. You may make more than them, but always just be humble. Be humble and say, hey, I'm here to help you guys out. Let's work together as a team. Put my salary aside, your salary aside, and let's work together. Let's get the job done to save lives. So, I was I've seen so many horror stories, people jump into nursing, travel nursing is just boom, mess up and they done. The whole, whole career is done. So that's you know, travel nursing is nice, but it takes a tough, it's you know, it's tough in your mind sometimes, sometimes, man. So that's my biggest advice for being a travel nurse. As far as nursing in Wisconsin, man, I was in ICU during COVID. I was the only African-American nurse on my unit. So, I mean, you know, I, you know, pretty much in Oscars, I went to Oscars, you know, so I know the area a lot, but just working in Oscars as a nurse, it was another culture shock for me. So I'm coming from a diverse unit, right, you know, multiple, you know, different backgrounds in Atlanta to Oscars. I mean, I'm sorry, to Appleton, where I was the only African-American. I was one of probably the only African-American staff members in the whole hospital. I probably only counted three of us the whole time I was there. So, I mean, you know, you come in. It was a little awkward at first. Everybody had eyes on you. They're like, "Okay, you know, he's a nerd." You know, it's, it's just a little awkward. You know, it's pretty much an option. and you know, it's like, you know, I think the African American population is very small there.
0: It's probably
1: not seen. It's, like, it's like it's probably like point eight percent, maybe point eight percent. So I come yeah. in their community. I'm a travel nurse. You know, working with their you know population. And at first, it was a little awkward. You know, adjusting to some things, but I made some. Pretty proud for us season, lifelong friends and Appleton as being a nurse. You know, sh- you know, shout out my guy Doug. He went to Um, It was just a couple other nurse practitioners there, other staff nurses there. We all became one big family at the end of the day. I, I still stay in contact with some of those people in Appleton too. For, up until like last week, people text me, "Oh, how are you doing, Kenny? How's nursing going for you?" So, you know, I came in there, I performed, I made, I I I, I pretty much had a great network there and. I enjoyed my time there. It was a culture shock for me, you know, just being the minority in my workplace, but they treated me pretty good, fairly good. But sometimes the patients, you know, will be like, hey, are you my um, janitor? Or hey, are you the CNA? They would never look at me as a nurse or doctor. They'll say, hey, are you the janitor? I'm like, no, I'm your nurse today. So, oh, okay. So it, 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 it can get a little weird like that sometimes, but, you know. I kind of, I kind of had that in my head. I was gonna deal with that when I went up there. So, it happened. Wow.
0: That's that's wild. Cause like, of course we deal with it. We know microaggressions. We know stereotypes. We know stigmas, right? But to be in an environment where you've gone to school, done your due diligence, set yourself up, you know, kind of set your mindset that you this is what you want to do for you to go into an environment for someone to undermine you, like. That's wild, man. That's wild. But I'm, I'm glad that you, you know, you're making it through it and you're in a good, you having a good experience now. But that's
1: whoo wee. He said. I'm, I'm here saving your life. Like if you were to code, if you were to pass out right now, this janitor mm-hmm. is saving your life. So <laughs> you know, I just you know, I, I treat everybody the same. I work with, you know. I've never, I've never had anyone, I think my biggest fear, um, nursing in a rural area like Oscar or I mean, Appleton was going into a room and a patient saying, I don't want you to be my nurse professor in African American. I've never experienced that, but that was my biggest fear. How would I react to that? Would I be upset? You know, would I say something bad? I'm happy I've never experienced that. You know, at least they never verbalized it to me. But you know, I've always wondered like in the back of my head, like man, like I'm coming in as African American male. You know, these people probably never really seen African American male in this, you know, role before. I wonder if someone would say, no, I don't want him as my nurse because he's black. So I've never experienced that. Thank God. I don't know how I react, but I know I have to stay professional to keep my job. So I'll probably just have to, you know, all right, sir, thank you. And then just walk away just keep all my comments in my head. So that's 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 my biggest fear. That's one of my biggest fears.
0: That that reminds me of um, the episode on Grey's Anatomy when uh, the guy came in and he had a huge swastika uh tattoo on his chest and he mm-hmm. had heart issues so it was probably somewhere in your field house right so they yeah. had to go in cut him from and well they they could have did a more invasive way sure. but the the black nurse i think her name Miranda the, the uh the black woman nurse right mm-hmm. uh they end up cutting him from you know the top of the clavicle all the way down the sternum to the belly button. yeah so when they sewed him back up, it was a scar over the swastika mm. sign. So, but you know, he didn't want anybody to—he didn't want anyone of you know African American descent, like to see him or treat him or triage him because he didn't want them to see the swastika on his on his his, his body in a sense. So that's crazy that you experienced that because they had an episode that's that caters to that that experience in this thing. So that's that's wild. That's wild. Okay. Okay. So we we talked about your experiences. We talked about, you know, your transition in terms of, you know, going from one hepatitis to another, you know, black hepatitis to predominantly white hepatist. So I want to, I want to ask a question that, you know, sometimes when we, you know, society, we talk about labels, right? Labels, boxes, things of that nature, right? So I want to ask this question because I feel like it's an important question. So what has been your experience or what have you seen thus far when it comes to maybe the treatment of you based on your sexual orientation right so you're a a heterosexual black man right so you have these white women you have these black women and you might have you know even these white men and other ethnicities cultures in a sense right so what has been your experience or do you feel that you've seen anything that might be more like an ostracism or or are kind of um kind of pushing you to the side or like pushing you in your own little box because of you know sexual orientation uh can we talk can you tell me more about that or does the question make sense yeah 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 it
1: makes sense. all right cool 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 i feel like as a male nurse in my experience it's pretty much been a great experience everybody wants to talk to right? everybody wants to you know see who this gentleman is like see you know what you're about. So like no matter where what floor I'm at so now that's what I'm at now, I'm a float pool nurse. I go through all the different ICUs. So I see new nurses every day. So every floor I go to there's always two, three, four nurses come up to me, talk to me, and we're just building connections, you know, networking. So I feel like they like grab like a lot of nurses, no matter like what their gender is, they like gravitate towards me. One, because you know I'm a new black male nurse on the floor. Two, I'm very like I. I love to talk to people. so I come in with a smile on my face, and I'm always you know checking on people. So, so like, all people is gravitate to me. One, because of my um, gender, and two, because of my personality. Like, I'm a people's person. I I, it, I don't care where I'm at, where I'm in. I'm, I'm never around a stranger, man. You can put me anywhere, I'm talking. I'm talking to somebody there. So honestly, man, my experience has been good. I've had. I've also um, heard you know at one of my hospitals as well how. Um, the techs would treat like the women nurses a little bit bad. But then when it came to the male nurses, they were nicest people ever. Like, they were, Oh, how can we help you? Or, what can we do for you? They, they pretty much catered to us. But sometimes for my women counterparts, they, um, just, you know, they didn't give them that much attention that they would give me or other male nurses. So I don't know what that was about. I don't know. Oh, you know, Maybe they're trying to hit on one of our male nurses or whatnot, you know. But I just feel like a lot of people try to like, you know, just be there for me a little bit extra, just help me out, and always give a helping hand. So I find it a great experience as a black male nurse.
0: Oh, That's cool. That's good. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because I know my experience is different. You know, as a <laughs> like in a in a field of education specifically higher ed, you know, when it comes to heterosexual black men, you know. We are far and few, one, and two, we are the most targeted in most scenarios. Now, mm-hmm. if you are in, 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 you know, there's still some research to be done. This is something that I'm looking at, you know, compared to a gay man, you know, a gay Black man is going to be treated differently than a heterosexual Black man, specifically in higher ed, you know, and just from my my experience, but also from things that I've heard from colleagues, you know, just how they... Are more accepting, or it's more safe in a sense, yes. right? So I'm just curious if you've had anything, you know, you being a straight man and you know maybe working with other men, specifically black men, specifically gay black men, you know, if there's been any, um if you notice any trends or if you noticed any uh attitude towards, you know, how they treat you, how they treat the next person. So I was, I was curious about that. Cool. I'm, I'm glad that you know there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel because I sure was like, man because <laughs> education is way different, way different, okay, yeah. so, well, oh, you, you was gonna say something, bro? Oh, no, 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 I wasn't. Okay, okay. okay. all right, cool, so we we touching, we're touching on some, some, some valid stuff, some valid stuff, you, you've given some things to consider for people that are considering, uh, becoming nurses, uh, you know, especially if they're trying to become a travel nurse, uh, yeah, you yeah. said your experience has been great, specifically in the Georgia area, you know, you you know, the, you've had one instance where, um, well, you haven't had an instance, but you you've shared your um, one major concern or fear when it comes to working with a potential patient. So, I think we we you know we touched on some valid stuff. So, let's let, let's shift a little bit. So, how has your experience been as far as being a father and being a travel nurse? How how has that been for you? You know your your son is. How does your son feel my man? So your son is two. So your son is two. Uh, you've been travel. How long have you been travel nursing? A traveling nurse. I've been traveling nurse for about ten months now. Ten months. Yes. Okay. Okay. So talk to me about that. How has your experience been with that? As far as you know, maybe being away for a period of time away uh, right from your son. Because I know how you how much you
1: value fatherhood. So talk to me about that. It's it's very tough. You know, I see I go through. You know, pretty much for my travel agency, I have a recruiter, and then towards the end of these contracts, he sends me a list of available options for me. And there's some high paying options out in America. But for my, for me, you know, I have to be very calculated in how I travel. I do have a son. I do have somebody depending on me to be in his life. So I, can, I can't just chase a dollar 24 7 and just take away time from my son. For me, I feel like time with my son is more valuable than anything. No matter, I don't care who's paying me. Well, I don't know. If somebody's paying me 50 bands a week, I'll be like, hey, son. For ten weeks, let me get some to hustle real quick. But, <laughs> but not for real though. I feel like no amount of money is you know worth me being away from my son for a certain amount of time. So it's been it's been pretty tough. I'm not having to be very calculated. Have to be like, okay, I'm going to travel here. You know, my son will be with me for you know x amount of time, or I'll be able to get back to see my son um between you know point A and point B. So. It just makes me think and be very calculated, but it's possible. Um, I follow a couple other travelers on TikTok, and they travel with their um, children as well. And then their kids are around, like my, my son, They're about two, two and three. So I feel like now I'm a little bit more flexible. You know, he's not really in school. Um, so I'm flexible, but, you know, you know, as he gets older, I have to be more calculated with my travel and nursing um, places. Um, just, just because I want him to have some routine. I don't want to go jump from state to state. You know, especially in that early, you know, ages of school and everything. So it's 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 hard, but it can't be done. So well, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, as fathers, we take fathering
0: serious. Rather, especially as black fathers, you know, rather we get the reputation and not, you know, a lot of us care. A lot of us want to be there. And a lot of us try to do our just do when it comes to being the father. So. Um, I commend you on that. You know, making sure that you, you know, do your, your, you know, you're being there, just being there, being present. That's that's important. Excuse me. Okay, okay. So talked about parenting. You know, we've talked about a lot of stuff. You know, I guess I guess my question to you now is, what's the next? What's the next step? Because you know, you you're doing well in your profession. You're able to, you know, compartmentalize what you need to do in terms of being a parent. You know, working. you know, advancing yourself, you know, you
1: know, setting things up strategically. So what's the next what's the next step for you? Man, honestly, I love, I love nursing, but bedside nursing is tough on the body, man. The 12 hour shifts, a lot of people say, oh, we work 12 hour shifts, you know, three times a week. But those 12 hours, is sometimes feel like 48 hours in one 12 hour shift. Especially me on night shift, my sleep schedule is messed up. Like, man, I worked last night, so now I'm up and tired right now as we're talking. But, man, it's just tough on the body, especially, you know, know, with a kid. I got to come home, and after, you know, saving lives all night, I come home, sleep, you know, wake up, spend, like, an hour or so with my son, and then I go back to work. So, I mean, I love nursing. It's done a lot for me. Nursing has really changed my life in so many ways. Um, But I eventually want to transition out of that bedside nurse role, and – I mean, I was so big on going back to school at one point, like nurse school, oh, I'm going right back to school. But now, you know, there's other avenues in nursing that I can take as well. And there's other avenues outside of nursing, like, you know, real estate, um, you know, investing in the right stocks and, you know, investment. So I'm more leaning towards, you know, my entrepreneurial journeys, but I'll always be a nurse at heart and I'll always be, you know, that, because nursing... Nursing put me in a business and do everything I'm else. I'm I w i am I pretty much want to do in like, So, you know, I basically want to tra- turn. I basically want to tra- turn this on that bedside role. But I wouldn't mind working part time as a nurse, you know, and then having some rental, you know, properties someplace and you know, having some extra passive income coming in. And then I could just, you know, start tapering off my bedside nursing and then just, you know, living life with me and my son. And school may be an option for me, but I'm not really too You know, I really, I'm not really motivated right now to go to school because travel nursing is going to be pretty good. You know, it's giving me enough money to, you know, do the extra stuff I want to do. So as of now, you know, who knows? But I'll just, I'll just, for me, I'll just keep travel nursing and just, you know, start venturing off my own way eventually.
0: Okay. 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 Well, with that being said, uh, let's take a quick little break and then we're going to come back and we're going to finish off the episode with, you know, a few more questions and, you know, let you talk a little more ish about some things that people need to know within the field. So y'all bear with us. We'll be back in about a minute or two. So y'all hold on tight. All right. Great people. Great people. Again, I'm here with my boy Kenny. You know, we had to take a quick break because, you know, he was, he was, he was speaking some ish. He was telling his story and, you know, learning more about being a black male and nursing. So we're going to keep that ball rolling um, as we go through this episode. So Kenny, tell, tell the folks, tell them, you know, we, well, I don't know if they're wondering, but I'm wondering, what made you get into nursing to begin with? You know, what was, what was the um, the inkling or what was the inspiration that comes behind you wanting to be a nurse?
1: Um, I know as a kid, I always wanted to get into healthcare. Even when I was like four or five, I said to my mom, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a pharmacist, I'm going to be a pharmacist. Well, I do have an older sister, uh, Brandy. What up, Brandy? If you're watching this, you know, major shout out. Um, she went to college. Um, she became a nurse. And then, you know, I always looked up to her growing up. You know, she's my older, older sibling. So everything she did, you know, she's very successful in her life. So everything that she did, you know, I was like, wow, I want to model my life after hers. Um, so, you know, she went to school, became a nurse, loved it, you know, had a good parent job. And then she advanced her career. And, I, and, now she a, and, and now she's an NP, a, a nurse practitioner. So um, just pretty much, you know, being in her, you know, pretty much just, you know just following her footsteps really motivated me. But then outside of that as well, you know, just being from Milwaukee, you know, every time I go to the doctor, it was rare. I would really see the proper representation from our community working in those hospitals, you know. You go, you know, growing up in the city, you probably going to Freighter, St. Joseph's, you know, one of those hospitals, you walk in the emergency room and there's nurses there, you know, they're there to help you, but they don't understand where we come from. They don't understand how we react to certain things. So they may think we're being dramatic or we're being sensitive, but really that's just us expressing how we feel. So I just wanted to be, you know, I just pretty much just wanted to represent my community, you know, my people, you know. So if I ever come in contact with a nurse, you know, from my similar back, I mean, my, I'm sorry, a patient from my, from my similar background, they'll feel comfortable expressing their needs and wants with me, and I won't judge them because I understand where they're coming from. So, I just really want to be that, you know, figure in the community where, okay, Black male nurse, you mm-hmm. know, is very, you know, open and pretty much ready to serve my community and serve, you know, other patient populations, just be like a voice for people who uh, or sometimes voiceless, because sometimes as a nurse, especially in ICU, a lot of my patients are intubated, sedated, intubated, when you got a vent in your mouth, so they ain't talking, they sedated, they paralyzed, so I have to be able to pick up on slight assessments or slight things for my patients and advocate for them to these doctors saying, hey, my patient is doing A, B, C, and D. I think our treatment plan should be A, B, and C instead of dnf because i feel like it should be a better outcome for the patient so i'm with the patient for 12 hours of my night so it's like i'm i'm really right there at the bedside picking up on the smallest little cues that i have to communicate that to our to my doctors and you know pretty much come together and make a game plan from that so that's pretty much why i wanted to be a nurse just you know be there at the bedside and advocate for a lot of people
0: well that's commendable bro um and I think to your to your sentiment that was kind of my my narrative, So was, originally i had um went to school to be a veterinarian so I had a love for animals and you know had, was breeding dogs at one point and you know even from a young age you know doing um research reports on giraffes and gazelles you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. uh so you know you 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 look at these things, but one thing that discouraged me was my um my science, my physical science teacher, ninth grade. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but he was like, he was when I told him what I wanted to do. He was like, "Yeah, you're not gonna make no money doing that," and you know, blah blah this and blah blah that. And I'm like, he's a white man, of course. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, all right, well, this is something that I'm passionate about. Why would you not try to point me in the right direction? So I feel you when it comes to that aspect of having representation or having someone there that's gonna advocate or is- mentor or serve as a, a sponsor in a sense because we don't always have that in our community but also we got like for y'all listeners out there that you know if you out here not you you the game is to be told not to be sold man stop trying to sell people stuff man especially in our community we got to work together and we ain't always got the money this the, the body the things that we need you know you're trying to sell a ebook or a course you know help that man out and then when it, when he gets where he needs to go or help that woman out where she needs to go she will pay that back tenfold. You know what I'm saying? So we got to stop all this trying to get over. If we gonna get over, give her get over on the colonizers. Get over on the people that's been doing things to us for centuries now and haven't paid us back yet. So that's my little small tangent for this episode. <laughs> so, but that that's good, bro. I'm glad that you know you had an inspiration behind you. And shout out to your sister for you know serving as a a, a conduit as well. So that's 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 major. That's major. So you know, you kind of alluded to this earlier when you were saying, you know, what, what to watch out for people that want to be a travel nurse, but what are some other things people need to consider before they get into the field? Um, because again, once you lose your license, you lose your license. So what are some things that people need to watch out for or to be more, you know, aware of in a sense to make sure that they keep their license, but also perform at the highest of their ability in the role? What, what would you suggest for that? that um
1: right. First thing I'm going to say... Have to be altruistic man you have to be very unselfish and put the well-being of others first at all times because being a nurse it's a lot of nasty you know things you may have to do that you might be like man i have to do that for that person but you look at it but hey i'm being unselfish because i'm able to do this and help the next man or woman out so this will be willing to go in and just be very unselfish um have, very have a good bedside manner, man. Some nurses come in, you can tell you just in it for the money, they come, hey, you know, they do like they pretty much have assets. So just come in and be prideful of your profession. Like this is like, a lot of people want to be nurses, a lot of people don't make it to be a nurse. So be prideful that you're a nurse, no matter if you're LPN, RN, or got your BSN, MP, CRNA, whatever you are, be prideful of what you have. Because a lot of people would love to be in your shoes right now. Who like try so hard but it's really couldn't you know get to that point in life. So be prideful. And three, and the third thing I'll say is is never stop wanting to learn. Never start, never think you're too good, like, oh, I'm a non-starter, I don't need to learn, I don't need nothing no more. And that's how you mess up. Be always every day be willing to learn something new, or be willing to be humble enough to listen to somebody else, maybe younger than you or older than you, because they may know something that you don't know, and be humble enough to say, Oh, wow, you know what, you're right. So I, I'll say those three things. You'll be a good nurse. You'll be set up for success.
0: I appreciate that. No, definitely. Definitely got to be humble. Definitely got to be coachable. You definitely have to be, you know, dedicated to your work. So there's, there's a lot that comes with it. And that's all, that's across the board. Like That's not just a nurse. That's, across the board. People, I hear this a lot from employers. Is like, man, don't nobody want to work. I'm like, well, there's two things. One, y'all don't pay enough. So let's talk about that. <laughs> Two, this environment is toxic. I don't want to be here. So these are why people are not working. And people are kind of what you alluded to earlier. People are starting to tap into their entrepreneurial spirit. Like they want to, you know, make money the way they want to make money. They want to come and go as they please. They don't want someone bearing on their back telling them when, where, how, what, and why. You know what I mean? Like if if I got to ask to go to the bathroom, that's a problem. I should be able to go to the bathroom when I want to go to the bathroom. Now, if it takes me three hours to get back from the bathroom now, then we got to have a conversation. But, you know, you know that's not, that's not the area there. So, yeah, so I'm glad that you shared those pieces because, you know, th- those pieces could be something that's pivotal for the next person moving forward or someone who might tap in later that hasn't thought about that in a sense. So I'm glad that you shared that with us. So I'm, I'm I got probably two more questions for you, bro, before we, you know, wrap up the, Um, the podcast episode. So my next question for you is now in nursing, it's tough, right? It's tough. It's a lot going on. You got to be quick. You got to be agile. You got to be have critical thinking skills like out of wazoo, because if you're not thinking, man, that split second can throw anything off. So what would you say outside of your, you you say one of your biggest fears was, you know, working with a client, or patient who may have some, some, some bigot, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, like ideologies or whatnot, but outside of that, what, what are your other fears in a sense when it comes to working as a, a nurse?
1: Man, it's just making a mistake, you know, cause you're never, that one mistake can not only cost my life, but cost somebody's life. So I'm very, even though we make split second decisions, I'm very, you know, I make the, I, I work hard to make sure I make the right decision in order I don't make a mistake. Cause, you know, pretty much in ICU, I titrate medications. So let's say, you know, I work night shift. Um, you know, some nights you're tired, you know, having the sun. I mean, I get the best of sleep some nights, you know, or some days or whatever. So my biggest fear is just, you know, just messing up on a simple titration. You know, it's, it happens, but I want to, I want to make sure I'm prepared enough that I'm sharp and I'm ready to just go and, and you know, avoid those mistakes. You know, I, I study my medications, I study the side effects, I study what the medication do on like uh physiological um aspects. So I know the medication down to the T. So all these medications I'm working with, I know what they're doing, you know, and it was just a um it was just a big thing on the news in Nashville, a nurse, I forgot her name, she actually gave the wrong medication and mm. cost the patient's life. And she almost served jail time for that. But she went out on, like, um, house arrest or something. But she lost her license. You know, it's going to carry her on for the rest of her life, no matter what field she goes in. She's all over the news. So that's my biggest fear, man, is, you know, just not being on point one day. And if I'm not on point, I'm calling off. If I feel like I'm going to a shift back, I'm not afraid to call off. But I'd rather, you know, if, I, if I'm not going in at 100% in my shift, I can't go and have acid for that's somebody's life I'm playing with. So if I know I had a long day and I'm exhausted, you would not see me at work. If I already, for all I care, my ice is still gonna be intact, and that patient I may have, you know, had is still gonna be alive, man. So I would never overexert myself and try to work too much, make too much money, or do too much. Cause I mean I don't wanna mess somebody else's life up Because that's somebody's mom, dad, cousin, brother, sister. So. That's facts. I'll call off before I go in half tired. And that that's
0: a that's a testament to your integrity. You know what I mean? Some people, they'll be like, you know what? I just did an all nighter at the the casino. But I'm going in today. I got to get this money on because I just lost five, six hundred dollars trying to play blackjack. Right. But you saying that, hey, you know what? I didn't get a good enough rest last night or, you know, I had to give more attention to my, my child prior to so i need to take a step back make sure my mentor is in order so i don't make any fat no false steps so that that's interpretable bro because a lot of people don't think like that they just be too busy trying to get to the bag and it's like you might try to get to the bag and now you behind bars and now your life is screwed up so people just got to be more mindful when they're making decisions on what they want to do and like they say all money ain't good money right all money ain't good money now only people that say that that's wrong is people that look at money as a commodity instead of a means to somewhat survive, you know, but again, in the, you know, the Western society, uh, we've been conditioned that money is the end all be all. So once you get out of that mindset, it's going to come to you, but also, you know, you're, you're not setting yourself up for failure because it's that, that, the root of all evil and it can, it can take you to some places. So sorry. I'm glad you said that, bro, but I'm, I'm, you know, for the, for, for the last question for today, um, tell me, tell me more about like, you know, let's, let's end on a, a good note. Tell me two challenges and tell me two celebrations associated with, you know, just your role as a nurse, you know, let's talk about two challenges that you have and two celebrations. So two things that, you know, when you get up and you're, when you walk into that, um that, that clinic or when you walk into that er or when you walk into that on on that floor what are two things that you celebrate and what are two things you're like man this may be a long night yeah i'll
1: start with the challenges first two challenges one night shift it takes i've been on a night shift for two years yeah that's one thing i never look forward to doing man working night shifts 12 hours that's a challenge for me till this day no matter how prepared I am, man, it's nice. Shit. Man, I'll be at home sleeping sometimes. The second <laughs> challenge is, um, um, i said say the second challenge for me in nursing is just trying to figure out what's next in nursing for me. You know, what what does nursing look like for Kenny the next five to 10 years? Well, I'll be a nurse in five to 10 years. You know, it's just like, where do I go from I mean, here? There's so many avenues I could take, CRNA, MP, um, leadership role. Um, Even go to a clinic, you know. Who knows? Like that's that's on my face daily day now. I think every day I'm on TikTok. I see different nurses in different roles. I'm like, man, I could do that. I want to do that. So this has been on my mind lately. Now, like, where do I go from there? I I definitely want to advance my career and just keep you know going up in nursing. Um, Celebrations. My biggest celebration in nursing is knowing that I made an impact on somebody's life. I saved somebody's life, man. You know, I've been in contact with numerous amounts of people from different backgrounds, different races, and just knowing that I impacting their life in a positive way, just no matter how hard of a shift I may have had, no matter how many times a piece of me have tried to die on me, as long as I can come out happy that I tried my hardest and I impacted that person's lives in a good way, man, that's that's just a wonderful feeling, man. After working twelve hours, I feel like Michael Jordan sometimes. I hit the game the shot, man. Like, yes, man, I, really, I really bust my ass for twelve hours and somebody, like, and I can go home and enjoy my son. You know, get some sleep, eat what I want to eat, and just you know. And then they have that also that second celebration um, for me is nursing. Really, made me grateful of where I, where I am in life because I've seen people younger than me, my age, even people like you know the age of my parents or my cousins. It's a really up situation, so every day I'm blessed, I come out like, wow, like I'm happy that, you know, everyone around me is in healthy condition, because a lot of these patients really go through a lot of medical hardships, so it just made me grateful, man, I wake up every day and smile, man, um, no matter where I'm at in life, you know, I'm healthy, I'm walking on my two feet, and hey, I'm here, so that's where I'm at, man.
0: Well that's a that's a great way to end the segment in terms of talking about black nursing. So I got a few more questions, not on the nursing tip, but just more of you know for you in a sense for the audience. I see you got a shirt on, it says hustle slash backslash art What 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 does that mean? Talk like is that what's going so, um, on? So
1: right Here's my guy Drea. He's from Milwaukee, you know, with the high school with him, Rufus King High School. Um Drill is probably one of the most entrepreneurial mindset guys that I know. He's very calculated in what he do. Um, he's been designing clothes for shoes, probably as long as I've known him, like 10 years now. Um, and this is his clothing brand. It's Hustler Apparel. Um, and his, his main goal in Hustler is to change the, the narrative of what people think a Hustler is. When people say you think a Hustler, they think, oh, it's selling drugs or, doing something bad but a hustler can there's you no know, you and I everybody who listen to this is a hustler in their own way so mm-hmm. you change the narrative of what a hustler is and make a clothing um line that you know embraces that so he has t-shirts hoodies bad hats um caps he has a variety of um different our clothing items that I like to support so you know he's on um he's on Instagram hustler um I can, if you want to, you can drop a little link or to his Instagram shop in here. But yeah, I'm a big supporter of his movement, and he's doing some big things with it. So shout out, to real, man. That's love. That's love. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta support our
0: brothers and sisters, man. It's, it's real out here. So I, I saw that. I was, I was intrigued because I'm, you know, I, I, I'm looking to get into some apparel at some point too. I'm not going to tell nobody now. You just, just yeah. wait to, wait till this fall. This fall we're gonna have something, something up on the, on the, on the website. So. Um so yeah, cool. I, I'm I'm digging I might have to give me a shirt or two, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm I'm all for supporting black businesses. Um so, but last but not least, you 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 mentioned this earlier. So I'm I'm curious of what you what you're planning on doing. You said that you want to set up some passive income. So what things are you doing right now to you know set yourself up for that? What are you trying to get yourself into to create that passive income?
1: Yeah, right now so I started out um in, in the stock market, so I buy um I'm a huge Earn Your Leisure fan. Uh, you know, I don't I listen to him, so I do two techs, two indexes. I buy VTI, BOO. I got Apple, Microsoft. I've got some other things I can experiment with, but I'm, like, long-term on others. Um, You know, this help me retire a little bit early. I'm also – I've been heavily studying the real estate. I'm looking to get into a couple of real estate moves, but then by the end of this year or early next year, um, you know, start out with making passive income, man, and, you know, just – passive income so I can spend more time with my son, man, and spend more time with my friends and family, so, you know, I love, I love, I love being an employee, but, you know, I want to, I want to do both, you know, be the CEO and an employee, too, so I love nursing, but I also love, you know, my time with my son.
0: Well, your, your nursing's gonna set up, your set you up for the CEO yeah. or the owner, so you, I, I see it in you, brother, and it's, it's in due time, and you're still young, I'm not gonna say your age on here, but my, my boy is young and the youngest in charge. He's making big moves. Actually, a lot of y'all, you know, they came out of Oshkosh, you know, been doing big things. You, Trey P, He, you know, he was on the episode. You know, it's a lot of y'all out here. And, you know, I try to stay in contact with, with y'all as much as I can, even if it's just on social media, liking the post or, you know, commenting, you know, it's good for us to stay in contact and, you know, pour into each other because it's real out here. It's real All out right. here. So, but again, um, let us know uh, if you want the people to get in contact with you, you know, you got any, um, IG or social medias that you want to share with the people.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, you guys are following me on Instagram. Um, it's Weber, error is W E B B E R E R A. That's my handle on Twitter and Instagram. If you're a black nurse, um, uh, or you're a nurse in general, you want to reach out to me, uh, I'm open for mentorship. It's free. I ain't gonna charge you to be, you know, my mentee. Like just hit me up. If you got any questions about how to navigate through travel nursing, how to get your first staff job. Just hit me up or how or how to you know leverage your nursing salary, to open up more doors for you. Hit me up. I love to share the game with you for free and we'll see you excel, man. And you know, shout out and shout out for you for having me on the you know the podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nah, hey, it
0: was a blessing, it was a pleasure, brother, because it's real out here, and I'm trying to get as much exposure to as many industries as possible outside of doing the personal blogs and talking, you know, sharing information for the people. And that's the whole purpose of the podcast. You know, let's get, I'm going to try to get as many black entrepreneurs, black, um um, you know, people doing things to great things in the community, you know, I'm trying to get information out there because we need it. It's direly needed in our community. So if I could be a beacon of light, um, you know, I'm going to try to do that to the best of my abilities. So uh, but again, Kenny Brock, I appreciate you being on the podcast. I'm about to get you on again. I know this was your first time, but you did a really good job, my boy. So no, no issues here. Um, but again, for those who are checking in with us today, uh, thank you for you know, checking in and being a, a supporter. If you haven't already, um, you can support the podcast. I got the link in my, on my link tree on, on uh, the YouTube, uh, Instagram. Uh, Twitter, so it's Kwali. If you're looking me up, if not, you know, leave me a message. I'll be sure to get you that uh, information if you want to support. Um, but outside of that, this is the non-stop playing podcast. I appreciate all y'all, and
1: I'll be back with another serious topic. Y'all be blessed and take care. Peace.